Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Andrea Hall at WithersWhisper.com. Andrea, how are you doing today? I am well, and yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you for being here. I'm looking forward to talking to you, um, you know, looking at the picture behind you, the website, Withers Whisper. I know what you do is connected to horses. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what your business is. Sure. So I do personal and emotional work coactively with my herd and with a client. My job as a coach is to really hold up the mirror for the client to see the reflection within. And the Gestalt technique is a German word that means wholeness. And so that technique is what we use coactively with the horses to basically open up the wound, rip the bandaid off, mm. get to the root of the issue and complete that healing circle. So many times in traditional talk therapy, they rip the bandaid off. However, they never get to the root of the issue 45 minutes comes and goes, they slap a bandaid back on and send the client back out into the real world. And so clients, a lot of times will make an appointment because they have something going on. However, that's not typically the issue we work on mm -hmm. when they actually come because it's about being in the present moment. So it's what's coming up on your heart right now that we need to focus on because it's always perfect. It's divine timing. Nice. Okay. And so, yeah, the premise is there's an issue, but then there's an issue behind the issue, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. And we all have trauma. And so many times people think, well, you work with people who have trauma. Well, that's not me. Well, we all have trauma. Like I am traumatized from third grade dealing with math. That's why I went to law school instead of med school. You know, mm. It doesn't have to be something that is like I've been raped or my family was divorced or I've been sexually assaulted. My parents are drug and alcoholics. No, it doesn't have to be like that. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people that have those issues. Sure. Like I said, it could be something as simple as mine, you know, standing in third grade next to my chair going, oh my God, I'm going to vomit. I don't, I, I, I can't do these flashcards, right? Yeah. And as a result of that, that has carried on throughout my life. You know, I made a major decision in my life to go to law school instead of med school. My life could look completely different right. had I not been traumatized by math. Goodness. Yeah. So that leaves it open for a lot of woundings, right? You know, like you said, I mean, there are some very, very severe issues out there or, um, you know, people having incidents in their lives, but math, um, first dates, um, I know you work with oh. people, you know, divorce, um, job changes, um, COVID, various things. And, and here's another example that someone maybe doesn't even think about. Like, 
I had a client who was struggling. She had transitioned from being a, a lawyer into the mediation world, and she was really struggling getting her mediation business off the ground. And she, every time she'd go to take a step forward, she just would freeze and she couldn't figure out why. Like, why does it have to be perfect? Why do I have to have all my ducks in a row? And we did a session and she went, oh my God, I'm five years old. I'm standing in the kitchen and I can hear my dad, who happens to be a brain surgeon, say on the phone, if you don't get it right, someone's going to die. Oh, now, gosh. that had nothing to do with her, <laughs> right? right? Absolutely nothing. But somebody that she valued their opinion, she heard someone say, if you don't get it right, someone's going to die. And she went, oh, my God, that's it. That's why I freeze every time I go to take a step forward in my business. Now, like I said, it had nothing to do with her, but she was at a very prominent age of development. She was five. The only person she looked up to was her parents. The only frame of reference she had in yeah. life was her frame of pa or her parents, right? So she hears this man that she absolutely adores and values say, if you don't get it right, someone's going to die. Well, that might very well be true because they're brain surgeons. Right, yeah, that's She's the standard in surgeon, their world. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge difference. And that's from age five on. Imagine what her life could be, I, you know, right now if they had addressed it sooner. So you work with individuals. Right. I saw couples um, and you mentioned you went to law school. So tell us that connection. Yeah. So I went to law school and unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how you look at it, but six years ago, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And prior to that, I had been like on this soul searching journey because I was really struggling and I was physically starting to get ill. Mm. And I was like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And so I had always been attracted to horses and I got an opportunity to do some work with somebody who's trained in a different modality. And I went, oh my gosh, like this is the ticket. I can still help people and connect my love for coaching and my love for horses. And so I decided that that was going to be my next journey in life. And lo and behold, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And I said, all right, if I survive this, I promise no, that I'm going to do something different with my life. <laughs> now or never. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, a brain tumor. I mean, you, you, you've fully recovered or what's the, um, the current story there? Yes. Yes. Thankfully, I received a Christmas miracle that year and uh, the tumor was benign. Took a long time to recover. However, mm. I um, did not have to do chemo or radiation or anything like that. I still get checked. Uh, now I'm on every other year rotation. Right. Just to make sure um, it doesn't come back. There's no rhyme or reason how I got it other than I'm a firm believer that your body speaks to you. And I know that when I heard the words, you have a brain tumor, the first thing I did was I came home and I grabbed my book from Louise Hay and I went, I get it. I live in my head. Mm -hmm. How could it not have manifested there? You well, know? and it probably had to scream pretty loudly at you. You were busy. I mean, you were getting physically yes. ill and it wasn't really you know, affecting you. For three years, it was gradually getting worse and even after I had finally made the decision that I was actually going to see a Western medicine doctor, there was still a process because we ended up fighting with the insurance company. They didn't mm -hmm. want to pay for an MRI. Then they didn't want to pay for an MRI with death. 
then they didn't want to pay for an MRI with dye in my, you know, spine after they agreed to the brain. I was like, this makes no sense to me. Why is this such a struggle? Right. And yeah, I probably should have been dead by rights because what had happened is my brain had shoved my brainstem into my spinal cord and your brainstem is only supposed to extend a quarter of an inch. And mine was an inch and a half into my spinal cord. So anytime there was any sort of pressure, I yelled, I got up too fast, I bent over, I would short circuit and pass out. And that's exactly what I kept telling the doctors is it feels like the circulation in my brain is being cut off. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what was happening. The cerebral fluid would not get through and I would pass out. And then the minute I started to pass out, the pressure would be released and, you know, I would come back too. So yeah, it was um, a pretty loud two by four. Big sign, big scream, you know, from the so, universe saying, hey, slow down, do something different. So, well, we're glad you're you're um, better and recovered and um, those checks are, are going well. So um, you work with a lot of attorneys and I saw a lot of like legal justice, you know, people that are going through that kind of trauma. Yes. The, the criminal justice system is traumatizing in and of itself. However, most people that are in it, um, unless you're a lawyer, and even then I would say there's plenty of trauma there. We run around with our hair on fire and mm-hmm. we're like, we're fine. One we're fire fine. to another. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, however, the people that are really in the criminal justice system, they definitely have trauma. Um, my clients didn't wake up one day and decide they were going to be a heroin addict because it sounded like a good idea. Yeah. So um, you did, you touched on a book recommendation. I like to ask everybody for a book recommendation. I don't know if this is the one that you'd mentioned, but can you share with the one, the Louise Hay you said? Yes. Um, How to Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It was or is a phenomenal book. And it's definitely one of my Mm go-tos, especially if you're in tune with your body and are willing to receive the message of what is actually going on as a result of whatever the manifestation is in your body. Because I am a firm believer that our body is not made to be sick. And when our body is sick, the word disease is really, if you break it down, the body at dis-ease. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, that's a good one. Did you have another one though, that I short circuited or interrupted that you, um, you know, would, that's perfect. Yeah. I'm an (laughs) avid reader. So I usually have two or three books going on at at any given time. In fact, we didn't have electricity because we had a storm uh, this weekend. And so the only thing I could do was read. Uh, So I just read, read a book. It's, it's more spiritual. It's when God laughed. And mm-hmm. it's really about how we make plans and, and God, laughs. you know, God says, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, and we sometimes wonder like, why didn't that happen for me? Or why is that happening? Why am I not getting what I want? And mm-hmm. I think the movie, the adjustment bureau is a perfect example. If you've ever seen that, where it, no. it's, oh my gosh, it's really about life and how, you know, you get stopped at a red light or you spill your coffee in the morning and it keeps you on track versus us stepping off the path that we were made for in this lifetime. So 
So it gets yeah. a good frame for, you know, we're exact, like you said, you know, um, when you're doing therapy and something comes up, like that's, that's perfect timing, right? That's what we need to be dealing with right then. So if we just um, take those moments to reflect or to get quiet, um, you know, oftentimes we can go, oh, that's why that happened. Or, um, you know, that's right. why I'm doing this now. So um, that's, that's lovely. And I am. Yeah. And like I said, at the beginning of this, I'm a firm believer as a coach that I don't hold the answers because I bring my life experiences to whatever I'm going to say, right? My thoughts, my beliefs, my values, my trauma, um, all of that. And so you always have the answer. The problem is the conscious mind gets in the way of the subconscious mind and blocks us from that. And a lot of times we just don't even get quiet enough to hear it. Yeah. We're so busy in such a fast paced microwave society that we don't even take the time to just sit and listen, you know, and that's really where the answers lie is in that listening, that quiet um, until sometimes like me, you know, you get the, you get the sands, you get the pebble before you get the two by four upside <laughs> sure. the head and yeah. not listening and not able to hear it. The two by four comes. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, in this time of COVID, a lot of people did get that time to quiet down, but so many people didn't, right? With sick loved ones or confusion or trauma or, you know, being triggered over, you know, being told what to do, various things. So it was really, um, you know, probably at both ends of the spectrum, right? Really great for some people and and not not great at all for others. How are you operating in this space right now? So... Because we have a ranch, I have not particularly been, I guess, focused on that, Mm -hmm. as well as I'm a firm believer in my faith and that we all had a timestamp when we entered this world of when we were going out. I'm not telling people to stand in the middle of the road saying, you know, don't hit me as a bus is coming at you, that God's going to save you or whatever you believe in your higher power. However, there is nothing that is going to stop you. I've seen people get COVID at 25 and die. And I've seen 93 year olds get it and not a problem. Yeah. I personally had it twice. In fact, I'm just finishing round two of it. Um, I had it the first time before no one even knew what it was. And they just kept looking at me at the doctor's office going, I have no idea. What no idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, you didn't have the flu. That's all they fresh. knew. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I've been sick for eight weeks. We've done IVs. We've done steroids. We've done like, what is going on? You know? And now this time I was sick and, uh, I got the proper round of medicine for my doctor. I did ivermectin and steroids and an antibiotic and it's lingered on for a week more with headache and kind of dizziness. However, mm-hmm. the major symptoms went away within like two or three days after I had the ivermectin and and the meds. And so, again, I personally believe that stopping the world is not the answer. But again, you know, um, everybody's got to make their own decision. Correct. Yeah. And you're, you know, in wide open spaces, nature, animals, you know, all the good stuff out there too, right? So that you can balance that loneliness or um, you know, the rest yeah, of the Yeah, and world. that's the other thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is the the loneliness and the people where it's not safe to be at home. And the fact of the matter is there is a lot of people that live in an environment that's not safe. 
or there's not enough money to feed them their kids properly. Or now you've got a mom that was single and she was working a full-time job or two jobs. And now she has to stay at home to take care of her kids and school them and attempt to put a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. It It's very, very disheartening to see that some of that stuff is not getting talked about. And I'm sorry, but our children are going to be traumatized from this. There's no way that they're not um, when they've been told that they're not able to touch their friends. I mean, that's the only frame of reference they have to life, right? Right. To be able to go to school and play sports and be with their friends. And we've cut their right arm off for a year and a half. For so many of them, for sure. Yeah. There's, you know, different schools and communities are operating differently, but there's going to be long lasting effects for sure. Oh, yes. So Andrea, how are you, um, you know, thinking of yourself as a thought leader in this area? How do you stay a thought leader? How do you stay ahead of things? Um, we talked before you're applying to do some Ted talks. Hopefully that wasn't (laughs) a secret. Um, so, you know, tell us about that, um, that part of your personhood. Well, I really think somebody who is a thought leader is continuing to work on themselves always. And so I am always looking at ways to improve who I am at my core, my thoughts, my beliefs, my values, because you're either living or you're dying. And so many people in this world are a shell and they're really dying. They're really not living. And so I continue to look for ways that I can improve my life. I can grow. Um, I'm constantly doing my own personal development because I believe that as long as I'm on this side of the earth and above the dirt, that I always have something to learn and Mm -hmm. grow and improve on. And so I also believe as a thought leader, it's my job to expand as much of people's awareness as I can to give them the tools that I have already experienced and gained and help them too along the way. I believe that you know, we're all here for a purpose. Right. And if you're following your purpose, you're right on point. So that whole pass it on aspect, you know, figure out your trauma, how that affects you, you know, improve yourself and then pass those lessons and learnings on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I went to your website. And so just back to touch on books, I did see that you have a bunch of recommended books over there. So, you know, we didn't have to just stick with those one or two that you mentioned. I saw that with your blog and your services. Tell us uh, how you want people to contact you and and, uh, mention your website again. Yeah, Um, I'm on social media, as well as I have lots of free information on my website at WithersWhisper.com. And um, I do have a couple books out there that talk about the journey with the horses. Uh, They're sold on my website. Uh, One of the books is written um, with me and a bunch of other authors. However, there is a couple different versions. In the book that I wrote in, it shares my journey around one of the experiences I've had with my horse and surrendering to the dream of becoming a mother as well as I wrote um, a book called um, Creating uh, Your Joy. And yeah. I talk about the horses and how they really are my joy. So, yeah. Yeah. I lo- yeah, I love horses. Um, and I know that they're powerful creatures, great listeners. Um, so oh, that's, yeah. that's at WithersWhisper.com. So people can reach out to you on the social media or at your website for that moment of truth session you were talking about, just to get to know you and to kind of talk about how, um, you know, what they may need help with and how you can help them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
Well, thanks, Andrea. Thanks for your time today and for your thoughts. Thank you so much for having me, Starlet. I really enjoyed our time together. Thanks. You're welcome. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.